Welcome to Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast, a series of interviews and monologues featuring the leaders of the at-home childcare industry created to elevate agencies, caregivers, and the families they serve. Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast is here to provide you with the childcare industry best practices to be clear, concise, and immediately applicable. Here's the host, Danny J. Nanny, author, speaker, and creator of the Next Step System for Agencies. Hi, and welcome to the Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast. I am your host, Danny Rosenthal. And as always, more about this episode can be found on the Nanny ABC's blog at www.nannyabcs.com slash blog. And if you have a moment, please take a second to review this podcast. A few stars go a long way. This podcast is created by Nanny ABC's, the only personalized executive A to Z training and orientation for agencies, nannies, and their families helping care succeed. And today's episode is powered by United Nanny, a Chicago nanny placement agency. It's actually my nanny placement agency, so I can do this thing. Like, super easy. Like, no transactions. Anyways, this episode is about one phrase. It's the one phrase I use that works 100% of the time to get me out of trouble. I often think about positioning how a situation makes me look or how to take advantage of it to make me look better. So a few years ago, I was obsessed with the United States presidents. uh, And at the time I could name all of them. I don't know why. I just thought it was important. I was like, I was, I'm an American. I was born here. Like I should know all the U S president and there's not that many of them. So I thought I should memorize all of them and their vice presidents. Uh, George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson, Martin Van Buren, William Henry Harrison, John Tyler, James K. Polk, Zachary Taylor, Miller, Fremont, Franklin Pierce, uh, James Buchanan, Abraham Lincoln, Andrew Johnson, Ulysses S. Grant, Rutherford B. Hayes, Chester Allen Arthur, uh, and that's where I peter out today. But I used to be able to, like, I'm going to practice. Like, I will practice and I'll get better at it. I haven't thought about it in a while. Anyways... So at the same time, I would play this game where I put myself in the president's shoes. You know, like you hear a news story and you're like, that's not what, the way to deal with that situation. So I would like think, how would I actually deal with that situation? Not just like me morally, but like me as the president. So it got my brain working and how to strategize. Uh, the key to this game wasn't figuring out how to get what I want, but creating win-win situations. I wouldn't just do the thing I most morally agreed with. I'd figure out how can everyone get a piece of that pie. Now, personal gain, it sounds bad, but it really isn't. It sounds like you're tossing someone under the bus so you look better, or usually just so they look worse. But it doesn't have to be like that. I'm all about putting myself and everyone else in a place for success, everyone to succeed. Like, I mostly don't apologize. I make mistakes and I feel sorry and bad, but I usually don't say the words, I'm sorry. I avoid them because then it means 100% I did make a mistake. I messed up. Well, I don't like that at all. Uh, I want room for it to be, it wasn't all my fault. I have three reasons why. One, I have an older brother, and growing up, I always did whatever he wanted me to do. I learned that it's important to compromise in school, so I would try that with my brother. I'd say, yeah, let's do that thing that you want to do, but then 
Let's do a little bit of what I want to do. That was always followed with no. This didn't just happen a few times or once in a while. This is my childhood. This is the key part of becoming me. I learned that you don't have to compromise. You can just do what you want to do and people can take it or leave it. Now, of course, I am not that type of person, but it is a key lesson. Oh, and for the record, my brother is a stand-up guy, pretty awesome. I, I admire him. He probably compromises these days. Uh, I don't know. Probably, though. So, two, has anyone ever made you upset by apologizing? I know that makes very little sense, but it happens all the time. Like, one day... Uh, I was at lunch outside with my friends. One of them grabs my favorite sunglasses. Then they do that thing that little kids do, and they're all like passing around my sunglasses. It's like monkey in the middle, except I have way too much dignity to try and get them from my friends. I'm just sitting there. Uh, and then snap, my glasses broke. And they were my favorite glasses in the world. Yellow rimmed aviators. I've never seen another pair like them since. But now... My favorite glasses in the world are broke. And here's what's crazy. I actually didn't care. I was raised that objects were just objects and sometimes they break and it shouldn't matter. This was just ingrained in me. This is part of who I am. So I'm fine with the fact that I'll never be able to wear these stunning pieces of eyewear ever again. But then, boom, 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 my friends apologized. I'm really sorry I broke your sunglasses. Now, I just said that I was programmed to believe that objects are objects, and now I'm telling you I was filled with a moderate amount of anger. He took my belongings, and then he chose to not take care of them. He did something wrong. He admitted to it, and it is now definitive. He messed up, and he felt bad. But I wasn't upset until he gave me the reason to be upset. You know, he positioned himself to where... It was okay for me to be angry that he did that. He gave me the right to be angry. And three, I met Kenny Loggins a few times. Back when I played music as a professional, uh, we shared a manager. And while Kenny told me all about writing Footloose and Danger Zone, he also gave me this one piece of advice that I will now give to you. Being Kenny Loggins, he was, of course on TV and doing radio interviews. And at the end, they would say, Kenny Loggins, thank you so much for being here. And he would say, no, thank you. And he did this all the time until he realized, wait, I don't have to be here. I'm gracing these people with my presence. I'm freaking Kenny Loggins. And then he did what he should be doing all along. And they would say, Kenny Loggins, thank you so much for being here. And he would respond, you're welcome. And it's a small thing, but it really changes the dynamic. When he would reply with thank you, he was downplaying himself, putting him in a down position, like he did them a favor. So now I do the same. I actually have ever since that conversation because truthfully, you're welcome is just the correct response. So I'm thinking about doing this podcast for a long time but I don't know if it's something totally worth sharing or not. And then I'm reading articles and there's one that's about 
not saying I'm sorry at work. Alternatives to saying the words I'm sorry at work. And I was like, oh, this is helpful. People do want to know this. And I hope by now you are all on board with the thought that it is reasonable that it's good to make yourself look good. And that apologizing doesn't just put you as you have definitively done something wrong, but it also takes the other person and thrusts them into a power position. You could have done something wrong and felt bad, but until you apologized, you were on the same level as that person. And once you apologize, you flip it and they're above you and you are now below. Now, here is a crazy thing. The European Journal of Social Psychology published a study that basically says people who don't apologize are happier. 95% of its subjects that did not express remorse after offending someone had greater self-esteem and control and integrity. They felt freaking great. So here you are, you did something that wasn't 100% and now you're about to be confronted. This could be a moment of something that you didn't think was a big deal. Maybe you broke something of little value, so you threw it away. You forgot to tell whomever it belonged to, and now they want answers. Maybe you made a big executive decision, and your partner isn't thrilled that you pulled the trigger without telling them more. Or you're getting your yearly review, and someone thinks you did something poorly. When this happens to you, I say, here is my big drumroll moment of the one phrase I use that gets me out of trouble 100% of the time, I say, I can speak to that. That's it. I can speak to that gets me out of trouble 100% of the time. It does a few things. One, it gives you a head start to get your thoughts in order. It provides a moment for you to figure out how this situation wasn't 100% your responsibility or how you are going to defend your decision. Two, it opens you up to not just defend yourself, but it makes someone hold off judgment and lets you give some reasons and show them the value in why you did what you did. Maybe you really did make the right decision. Three, it acknowledges the situation. It takes the space of the very moment any other person, anyone who went to school, anyone who's taught manners would have said, I'm sorry. That moment is now over and you're free and clear. And four, it replaces the submissive feelings of doubt and sorrow with the power of leadership, of solutions, of reason. You don't have to feel bad about what you did when you use these words. Now, <laughs> of course, you can feel bad. Maybe you should feel bad. I don't know what you did. Maybe you actually did something great and then the other person doesn't understand until now. You might actually be in a I told you so moment. After telling you this, it's super important for me to tell you I do feel bad. I totally say I'm sorry, but I'm sorry isn't the only phrase you can use. There are other phrases. Now, my 100% trouble-free phrase, I can speak to that, is not 
a smart bomb. Maybe this doesn't work for you. Maybe you're just a glutton for punishment and you like to feel bad. Maybe you'll never be able to get this moment off your chest unless you say those remorseful words. But I'm giving you another option. You don't have to say I'm sorry. There's other phrases you can use. And for me, one of them is I can speak to that. Now that I've shared all of this with you, your one action step for this week is to use your powers for good. Don't just say, I can speak to that for all sorts of things, but there's so many times where you can say that. There's so many decisions that you make that people go, I don't know if that was the right one. And you can say, I can speak to that. Or situations where someone goes, hey, you did this wrong and you're supposed to say, I'm sorry, but you don't have to. You just say instead, well, I can speak to that. And then you tell them a great reason why you did what you did. And then they go, oh, right, of course. So the next time you are confronted with one of these situations, and not one where you actually should say you're sorry, there are moments where, again, you should actually probably say you're sorry. But you can think for a second and go, I can speak to that. If you would like to work directly with Nanny ABCs or add Next Step to your agency, go to nannyabcs.com to find out more and connect.